You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Yeah. You know what? As we're worshiping, I just heard in my spirit, we're going to embarrass the devil in this land. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many people are ready to embarrass the devil? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard such a thing? That's what came to my spirit as we we're worshiping the Lord. So what God is doing in our lives is going to embarrass the devil. Okay? Do you believe that? You know, he is so full of pride. He's very proud. But the, the, the manifestation of God's power through you will humiliate him. Yes. Amen. Yes. That's where we're going. Yes. Yo, yo, yo. There's nobody as proud as Satan. Okay? I mean, he's the father of pride. Are you getting me? So for God to use you to humiliate him, I can't even imagine what God will do through you. That the devil will look and he will cover his face in shame. Yeah. Ha. Touch to someone and say, that's me, that's me, that's me. <laughs> I will do it, I will do it. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I'm excited. I'm excited. And I don't know, this excitement is getting more intense. Because it's like, the more I press in, the more he says some things that get me more excited, that make me want to seek him more, that make me... It just, I don't know what to say. But I believe that we are in for something explosive. You believe that? Amen. If you don't, it's too late. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Amen. Satan will be embarrassed. Amen. Yeah. So, I want to share with us this morning on what I title the generation that seeks and reveals God. Are you ready to seek him? Amen. Look at Psalm 24. In fact, let's read the whole chapter, Psalm 24. It's a short one. This is an opportunity for some people to read their Bibles. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So... It says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. You read verse 2. to When I read one verse, you read the next verse. Okay? So we start again from verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Ha! Ah, lift up your heads, all ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. 
Lift up your heads, all you gates. Lift up, huh? Lift up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Ha, ha, ha. Come on, give the Lord a shout. We are declaring to Midran that the Lord is coming. And we are declaring to the gates of Midran to open, the gates of this city to open, for the King of glory is coming. The Lord who is strong and mighty in battle. The Lord is going to fight for you. Yes. Do you understand me? Amen. He's going to fight for you. Amen. He will fight. Yes. This, this era we have entered into is not as usual. I want you to know that Christianity is about to be redefined. Amen. We are going to redefine Christianity. Yes. It's not church as usual. It's not Christianity that you used to know. It's not the Christianity that your forefathers used to know. It's not what is written in the simple prayer books. That's that's, That's not what we're talking about. There is something fresh. There is something new that God is doing. There's something that God has ignited in this place. In case you don't know, I am telling you, he has done it. He has started already. You are not seeing it yet, but I'm telling you, it has begun. Touch someone say, it has begun. God has started something in our midst. He has started something in your life. You will see it. You will recognize it. But I'm saying this so that when you see it, you remember that God has spoken it already. Stop looking elsewhere because he is not there. Look not at the former things. Alright? Don't look at the former things. There is a new thing God is doing. It's fresh. It's fresh, but it takes a people. There is a kind of people that is going to walk in this thing. It's a new generation God is raising. And it is a generation of those that seek God. It's a generation of those that seek God. Those that will not be satisfied with anything else. This is not a generation that seeks money. No, this is a generation that seeks God. This is not a generation that seeks miracles. No, this is a generation that seeks God, the God of miracles. We're not looking for miracles. Miracles will look for us. Are you getting me? Yeah, because it says, this sign shall follow them that believe. Miracles are supposed to follow you. Signs should follow you. Don't follow signs. You will be deceived. You'll be deceived if you follow signs. You'll be deceived if you follow prophecies. Are you getting me? People are following prophecies, but I'm telling you, it's short-lived. Seek after God. Don't seek signs. Don't seek miracles. Don't seek people. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. And this is the generation. This is the generation that will seek the Lord. We're going to seek him. No, we're, 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 we're not seeking his hands. We're seeking his face. Yeah. We're seeking his face. Did you see it there? Did you see it there? The generation. Come on, take us back there. 
the generation of them. He says, this is Jacob. The generation that seek of those who seek him. Who seek your face. This is Jacob. The generation of those who seek you. And seek your face. And you see that when Jacob was in Peniel, before he, he encountered his brother Esau, he was so scared because he knew that Esau was after his life. Esau was going to kill him. Esau had not forgotten that this guy stole the birthright, stole the blessing from him. Years have gone by, and now he has left Laban, his father-in-law, You see there in Genesis 32, he has left Laban and he's running away from Laban. And he is now, he hears that Esau is on his way. Now Jacob is coming with wives and children. He doesn't know what to do. He is panicking. He's panicking. That is Jacob. But you know, that night, he encountered the Lord. He encountered the Lord and he wrestled with the Lord. The Bible tells us he wrestled with the Lord. And he says, I will not leave you unless you bless me. Why? He knew the next day his appointment with Esau. If he knew anybody that was an enemy, it's his brother. So he would not let go. Come on. I don't know about you if you are going to let go of God. But I'm not going to let go. This is the generation that will not let go. This is the generation that will not do touch and go kind of approach. Occasional Christianity. That era is gone. Do you understand me? Once in a month. Some will say, oh well, why do you have to go to church every week, every week? Listen, we're getting to the time that we'll do it every day. So you want to be casual about it? Continue. And you will see, you will see that that's not going to take you anywhere. You You think the enemy you're dealing with is a casual enemy? Huh? You think Satan is playing you know, <coughs> hide and seek with you? He's not. He's serious about your soul. He's serious about destroying you. He's serious about destroying your life. He's serious about destroying your family. He's serious about derailing your destiny. Let's go to Genesis 32. Now that I've mentioned it, let's look at it. We'll come back to the book of Psalms. You see here that this guy, he, <laughs> oh my Lord, oh my Lord. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. The guy is so smart. Is one of those that will continue to, to m- manipulate. And his name means trickster, isn't it? Yeah. If you read from verse 22, I don't want to read the whole verse. You read your Bible. Okay? <laughs> yeah, you read your Bible. I've given you the opportunity to read one chapter today. <laughs> so you go home and read this chapter as well. Amen. But he says in verse, in verse um, 26, he said, Let me go for the day breaks. That's the angel of the Lord. 
The angel of the Lord says to him, let me go. It's getting to daybreak. This battle has been going on for so long. Huh? It's almost morning. I need to go. (laughs) You need to hold God like that. Yeah. We need a generation of fierce people. People who are so determined. Are you getting me? People who will not be satisfied with anything. I don't care if you give me billions, I will still hold you. Do you understand? There are some people, a few millions take them away from God. They are fools. But the generation we are talking about, money will not move them. Yeah. We are talking about a generation of people who will give in millions and it will not even scratch anything. One of the ways God will test you is with your money. Yeah. He will test you. Every one of us has that appointment one day. He will test you. Touch your neighbor and say he will. Get ready. Yeah. 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 So he says, I will not let you go unless you do what? Bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God. The King James says, you have wrestled with God. And with men and have prevailed. May you prevail. I say, may you prevail. We are talking about a generation that will prevail. That will prevail with God and with men. That's what we're talking about. You have wrestled with God and have prevailed. So what does God do? He changes his name. God gives him a, a new name. By reason of his tenacity. Some people give up so easily. I don't understand. Why would you give up? Why? How can you come this far to give up? How could you? Oh, you're facing challenges. Oh, my husband is like this. My wife is like this. My boss is like this. Then you give up? Come on. Give yourself some credit. God has invested into you what it takes to prevail. Are you getting me? Yes. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. That verse 29, let's, let's read it in the, in, in the King James. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. Okay, let's go on. Now, verse, 29, uh, verse 30, that's where I'm going to. Look at, look at verse 30. So Jacob called the name of the place, what? Peniel. And he said, for I have seen God, how? Face to face. And what? My life is preserved. Come on. See, I, I have seen God face to face. I wrestled with him. Your Bible says it was an angel, but in, in theology, there's what is called theophany. And Bible scholars believe that this is a theophany. And a theophany is when God is, is the pre-incarnate Christ. Yeah, that's Jesus coming before time. 
So there were different times in, in, in Scripture where he appeared. And he, he was like, it's like the, 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 the uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, remember? He was in the fire with them. That was a theophany. So it is believed that here, Jacob was actually wrestling with the Lord. It was the Lord himself. Came down and wrestled with him. He said, this is it. That's why David says, this is Jacob. The generation of them that seek him. And seek his face. His face. Not his hand. No. His hand is for miracles. His face is for life. Are you getting me? His hand is for miracles. But his face is for life. What use is it if you get a miracle and you don't live? That's why Jacob says, I have seen God face to face. And what? My life. Is preserved. Why? Because life came out of his face. And it's interesting in the Hebrew, this word for face, English is very limited sometimes. Because in the Hebrew, this word for face is panim, and it means it's actually face in plural. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's face in plural. So I have seen his faces. Huh? Yeah. Mm. Like, like, like when we read the benediction in number 16. Huh? Remember number 16? Verse 26. Where it says, May the Lord bless you and keep you. Huh? May the Lord, look at, look, look, look at it. May the Lord make his what? Face shine upon you. His faces. His faces shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. There's something that comes from his face. There's something that comes from his face. And each time you see his face, you cannot go and say, I saw his face yesterday. There is another aspect of his face you have not seen. And that's why the angels in heaven, in in, in Isaiah chapter 6. Remember in Isaiah chapter 6, when Isaiah was there, he says, In the day that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And his train filled the temple. Huh? And he says, and the angels, the, the, the angels were crying, holy, holy, holy. You know what's happening there? The angels, when they look and they see his face, they say, holy. They bow. And when they lift up this, their eyes again, they see another revelation of his face, which is different from the previous one, then they say, holy. Then they lift it up again. Then they say, holy. And so, day and night, they keep crying, holy, 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 holy. For eternity, he keeps revealing. He uncovers. He uncovers. He uncovers. He uncovers. And that's what's going to happen when you seek his face. You will see something you've never seen before. And your life will be preserved. Don't seek his hand. Don't seek what he can give. Come on. How would you feel if you have to relate with someone and the person is only relating with you because of what you can do for them? Would you like that? Imagine your children. They say, oh, daddy, I love you, I love you, I love you. You just know what you want. Hmm? The moment you give it to them, boom, goodbye. You're saying, come, let's spend time together. No, 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 I'm too busy, I'm too busy. The next need arises, they show up again. And then they start saying good things about you. You know, you are so special. There is no mom like you. You are the sweetest mother in the world. 
I just know I wish all my friends could have a mother like this. And I, and I say, what do you want? Huh? And when you give it to him, goodbye. Come, can we spend some time? No, 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 no. I'm too busy, I'm too busy. Put yourself in that condition. Is that not abuse? Yeah. Abuse. It is where you misuse something. So, but that is the way many people relate with God. They seek, they seek the hand of God all the time. They're praying, God, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me this. Come on, grow up. Grow up. Don't you know that if you see his face, you will get everything you want? You get everything. It's like when he told Abraham in Genesis chapter 15 verse 1. He says, I am your shield. And your exceeding great reward. In other words, I give myself to you. Huh? If he gives himself to you, what else is remaining? Then the kingdom is yours. Huh? The power is yours. The glory is yours. Come on. Yeah. Miracles will become like child play. And that's why we must be a generation that seeks him. We must seek him. We must be a generation that seeks his face. We want to see his face. Listen to me. You need to see his face. You need to see his face. Seek his face. So that your life can be preserved. Seek his face. So that his hand will just embrace you. Come on. Yeah. So this is the generation of those that seek him. We need to seek him. Why? So that we can reveal him. We need to reveal him. This land needs to know God. You know that the whole of this nation can be saved. It's possible. Oh, come on, pastor. Now, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because of your mind. A nation can be born in one day. That's what the Bible says. Yeah, it's possible. Miracles happen. The greatest miracle is salvation, right? Yeah. So if we seek his face. Look at, yeah, Genesis 15. Hmm? Don't be afraid. I'm your exceeding great reward. I'm with you. You don't need to fear anybody. Anybody that comes against you is coming against God. Anybody that comes is against God. And if they come against God, my goodness. Is there anybody that can kill God? You can't kill God. So if they can't kill God, they can't kill you. Do you believe that? Seek his face. Seek his face. Please, I beg you, seek the face of God. That is more important than any other thing. Because by the time God begins to manifest his power, he begins to manifest his glory, many of us will be distracted. We'll be distracted by miracles. Miracles shouldn't distract you. Keep focus on his face. Let that be your pursuit. Say, Lord, I want to see what the angels are seeing. What is it that is making them to keep shouting, holy, holy? Show it to me, Lord. I want to see it. Can you imagine if every one of us here saw his face like that? Oh, my word. This country is in trouble. Are you ready to seek so sometimes you fast, only f- you only fast when you have problems. Huh? How many times, when last did you fast just to seek him? Just to seek his face. Just to, just to know his heart. 
Just to see, just to see him, just to experience him. Lord, I just want to be closer to you. So I'm saying no to food so that I can get closer to you. Do you know what that means to him? That will mean a lot to him. So because of that, your prayer life is determined by your needs. Can you see? Yeah. That's why many people are not prayerful because they don't have needs yet. Yeah. So when they are desperate, then they become prayerful. Then they start seeking God. That kind of Christianity will not, will not survive the era we are entering into. It's only those who are constantly before Him, who are relating with Him, seeking His face. Some time ago, I was praying. I was seeking the Lord. I said to the Lord, Lord, I want to see your face. Right? I said, I want a relationship with you. There's a kind of relationship I want to have with you. And as I was, as I was, as I was talking to him, I spoke to him that night in my study. Then I went to sleep. I went to sleep, the Lord came and stood by my bedside. This was last year. He stood by my bedside, but his face was covered. I didn't see his face. He said, if you want what you are asking for, you need to be more faithful to me than you are to your wife. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. He said to me, you can have it, but you have to be faithful to me. And I, and I understood that I have to seek him more than I seek my wife. Yeah. And you know what? I began a journey. And I'm still on that journey. Yeah, I'm still on that journey. I'm looking forward to the time where I will lock myself for months just with him. And forget about all of you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I want to be the generation of them that seek him. Yeah. Yeah. There is something about him that if you get it, oh my goodness, so kabodaha. John says, that which our eyes have seen, that which our ears have heard, that which our hands have handled concerning the word of life. I want to be able to touch him like this. Yeah. Your religious mind tells you it's not possible. That is why you don't seek it. Oh, you know, let's not go there because, you know, you might, you might start seeing demons and all of that. It's a lie. Amen. That's religion again. Amen. It's like sometimes I pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit and they don't want to receive it because they're afraid that they might receive demons. No, I'm telling you. Meanwhile, the Bible says that if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly Father to give the Holy Spirit to them that ask. And if your child asks for bread, will you give him a stone? Then why would you ask God for the Holy Spirit and then he gives you a demon? Come on, can you see how religion has messed up our minds? Now, if Jacob saw him, handled him physically, wrestled with him, and was preserved, 
Why shouldn't that be your experience? Talk to me. Why? Why not? It's according to your hunger. Are you following me? It's according to your hunger. If you are not hungry for it, why should you be fed by it? He's the one that said, do not cast pearls before swine. Don't take that which is precious and give it to people who will not value it. If you don't value his presence, why should he give it to you? If you value rands more than God, then you can have the rands. Come on. Or if you value a wife more than God, you can have a wife. But you can't have both. Hallelujah. Yeah. But we need to seek God. People of God, I'm telling you, God wants to do some things in this land. God wants to do some things in this generation. And he says, he's looking for a people. He's looking for a people who are hungry. Who are hungry for, for, for him. How would you feel? How, how would it be? You woke up in the morning and you see Jesus in your room. They say, hey, Caleb. Bonjour, Caleb. Huh? Bonjour, mon fils. Huh? How, how would you? Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? But that can happen. If we don't seek it, don't expect it to stumble over you. Is this going to be the generation that will seek God? Yes. Are we going to seek God? Yes. When you seek Him, other things come. Yes. When you seek Him, miracles come. Yes. They are, those are byproducts. Yes. Do you understand? Yeah. It's like, say, you become a friend. A friend to a king. The king becomes your your personal friend. Imagine the Queen of England is your personal friend. We have a problem in the UK. You're sorted, right? Yeah. Just if people just know that they are friends, they will just start favoring him. Have you noticed that there is a place you get to in life that what you need, I mean, even what you don't need keeps coming. There are people who are stumbling, doing everything to get it. They won't give it to them. And then they just know that by association, you are around the queen. Companies will come to you. They will give you house. They will give you that. They will give you gifts. They are looking for your birthday. Yeah. I'm telling you. I remember years ago, some things were happening in my mom's life. People were looking, they wanted to favor her like crazy. I just said, no, no, don't, I don't want that. Every opportunity. If it's Christmas, oh my goodness. <laughs> Our house. Goat, chicken, any kind of thing you will find in that house. They'll say, oh, where is this from? Oh, this person brought this. This person brought this. This per- What? She has refused them in the office. They trace the house. And they deliver. Can you imagine such a thing? Yeah. Why? Because of your position. People want to favor you. They gave her lands. Lunch didn't pay for. Become this title deed in your name. This is for you. I don't want. They go, they've gone. Can you imagine such a thing? I'm telling you a real, real life story. A company, a construction company, they say, anywhere in this country you want a house, we will build for you free of charge. And I'm saying to her, 
Mommy, what's wrong with you? Huh? How can you do? How can you turn this down? You see, when you, there's a place you get to where certain things don't move you. Are you getting me? You're looking at higher things. The, the lower things will be chasing you. They'll be chasing you. I'm telling you. But it's all there in his face. It's all there in his face. That's what made David great. That's what made him a man after God's heart. Because he was a man that always sought God. He always sought God. Look at Psalm 20. Let's go back to Psalm. Psalm 24. He say, okay, this is the generation. This is Jacob. The generation of those who seek him. Who seek your face. Right? Chapter 27. Look at what he says in chapter 27 verse 4. 27 verse 4. He says, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will what? Seek. Not many things. No shopping list. Come on. Isn't that simple? You're going to shop for one thing. You just know. But you have a wrong list. You go from shop to shop, shop to shop. But here he says, one thing. Uh, one thing I desire. And that I will seek. What? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Why? To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Can you see that? His desire, his ultimate desire in life is to be in that place where he'll constantly be looking at his beauty. I know you don't hear things like this, you know, God will make you a millionaire tomorrow, and all of that. Listen. <laughs> Let's not go there. Hallelujah. So you see that this is the kind of heart David had. And I'm trying to show you what endeared him. Why is this man a man after God's heart? Because of this. Do you want to be a woman after God's heart? Do you want to be a man after God's heart? Then seek his face. Seek his face. Stop competing with people who don't have a relationship with God. Let me tell you the truth. Eh? People can be anointed, but they might not be close to God. Yeah, they can be anointed. They can be used to do mighty works. But Jesus said, I don't know you. Now, is it possible for him to say he doesn't know you if you've been in his face? It's not possible. Huh? I don't know you means we had no relationship. Yeah, that's what it means. We don't have any relationship. But then, maybe you know his hand. You have been using his hand to do great things. To build your empire. Use his hand. Come on. Yeah. Use his hand to make a lot of millions. Use his hand to deceive people. Use his hand to make yourself great. All of that can happen. But I'm telling you, on that day, it's people that have a relationship with him. And I'm not talking about just relationship with the letters. <laughs> because knowing the scripture does not mean you know God. Because you can know the scriptures, but you might not know the God of the scriptures. 
So the, 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 the challenge we have in our generation is that we are so intellectual that we don't know how to relate with God. So we have intellectual relationship with God. And make no mistake, the intellect is of God. In fact, if there's anybody, as, there's nobody more intellectual than God. The mind is a gift from God. But the mind is never supposed to take the place of the heart. Okay? So you don't just, so don't just read, memorize the scripture and then you think you know God. You need to worship him. You need to love him. Do you understand? You need to spend time with him. Say, Lord, I want to know you. How, what do you feel about this? I want to know how you feel about Midrand. I want to know how you feel. What is your, what is your mind concerning South Africa? I want to know. What is your mind concerning my family? I want to know. Speak to me, Lord. And I, I have news for you. There are many things that are not written in the scriptures. But you can only get them from his face. You can only get them from his face. Like I, I shared with you what, what my own experience. I was seeking him, asking him. And he stood there by my bed. Yeah. He stood there by my bed. And he said to me what I've never heard before. If you be more faithful to me, you can have it. So now that I don't have it, it means I have not yet... <laughs> I have not yet passed the test. The faithfulness test. Hmm? Yeah. Just letting you in to my heart a little bit into my walk with God. But there's more. <laughs> I say there's more. Amen. You want more? Yes. One thing have I desired. That will I seek. How many things do you desire? I don't know. You might have. Maybe David, you know, David, you know, he was old school. Now we need to have many things. Come on. Yeah. Look at what he said. Let's keep down to verse 8. He says, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Can you see that? So, in other words, David, God was the one that told him, Seek my face, David. Hmm? So, after they anointed him king, he did not seek the throne. Uh, Saul was hugging the throne. Okay, he was hugging the throne. And he was threatened by David. David... Seek my face. Forget about the throne. Throne is a byproduct. Seek my face. So David spends time with God. He's worshiping. He's playing, playing, playing. He's shedding tears of love. Oh Lord, I love you so much. This is who you are to me. I want to know you more. And all of that. And that's all he's doing. When Saul is in trouble, who did they look for? A man of God's face. They call David. David just comes. He plays. You know, as he plays, because he's got a relationship with God, God comes. And when God comes, demons go. Can you see? And that's why... In our, in our services, you are going to see cripples walk out of this place Amen. without being prayed for. Amen. As we worship, Amen. he will come down. Amen. And as he comes down, Amen. the legs will straighten. Amen. 
Blind eyes will open as we worship. Come on. Yeah. But let's be focused on his face. Focus on his face. Don't look for miracles. Look for his face. And you will see miracles that will blow your mind. Last night I had a dream and I saw miracles. Woo! Happening! Hallelujah. But I'm, I'm not distracted by that. Oh Lord, I want your face. Your face will I seek. One thing have I desired. That will I seek after. Look at Psalm 61. It's like we're dwelling on David today. Psalm 61 from verse 1. You see there that this man, look at, look at what he says. Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. Come on. He's praying. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. My heart is overwhelmed. There's so much going on inside. It says, lead me to the rock. That is higher than I. For you have been a shelter to me. A strong tower. Huh? A strong tower from the enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Are you going to abide in his tabernacle forever? Or you want to abide in the office forever? Huh? You want to abide in the village forever? Hmm? Some people are so in love with their village that they can't abide in God's presence. Huh? Is that your experience? Is that what you want? Are you hungry for him? Amen. How many people are hungry? Yes. Amen. God will satisfy your hunger. Amen. But you have to continue to seek him. You have to continue to seek him. And as you continue to seek him, he's watching. He's watching. Is this for real? Or is this a temporary thing? Is this for real? <laughs> oh, my Lord, my Lord and my God, give us a heart that will continue to yearn after you. Give us a heart that will not be satisfied with anything else. Look at Psalm 63. Psalm 63. See, what, what David says, he says, Oh, God, you are my God. Is he your God? He says what? Early will I seek you. Come on. Early morning seeking. Come on. I want to see you on Thursday morning. Early will I seek you. I like to seek him late. David says, early, early. Come on, say early. Early, early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. Are you thirsty for him? Are you thirsty for him? Huh? My flesh longs for you in the dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Can you see his entire being is involved there? Alright? He's talking about his soul. Now he's talking about his flesh. In, in, even physically. There's a longing. There's a cry. His physical body is crying for God. May God make us like that. Look at, look at the next verse. He says, so I have looked for you, where? In the sanctuary. To see what? Your power and what? Your glory. 
Next verse. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. When you read the Lord's Prayer, Jesus concludes by saying, For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. So when David was, back to verse 2, when he was saying, when he was saying in verse 2, to see your power and your glory, you know what he's talking about? It's the kingdom. The kingdom, the power, and the glory. And that's what Jesus said we should seek first. Isn't it? So, seeking here is not just to see what God can do. No, but to see who He is. To see Him display His power. Huh? When He came down on Sinai, the the, the mountain was shaking. He said, yeah, that's my God. He said, God, you need to do that in our time. I want God to come down in Midrand. Shake, shake all these people, all these atheists that say there's no God. When they see the power of God, when they see the glory of God, nobody is going to preach to them. They will look, run into the church. You know, he's called the Lord of the harvest. He needs to come and supervise this harvest. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes, he will come if we seek him. If we seek him, that's why our evangelism is going to be easy. Huh? It's going to be easier when we go out. We just go out. He said, Yes, I saw him last night. Yo, you can explain to me what is happening. No resistance. They have been contending for the soul of this city. And we're going to take it. I say we will take it. Amen. We will take it Amen. by the power of God. Amen. I'm not looking for strategies. I, I just want his face. <laughs> That's the strategy for me. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah, okay, let's go down. Come on. Look at David. Hmm? He says, Thus will I bless you while I live. I lift my hands. In your name. Are you going to lift your hands in his name? You know, lifting up your hand is part of surrender. It can also be part of worship. That's why a lot of times I say, lift up your hands. I like to see it. When I stand here and I see hands up, it looks wonderful. I say, Lord, look at the people surrender to you. Look at the people worshiping you. So come. Manifest your power. Come and manifest your glory. Come on. How would you, how would it be? You come to church where worshiping God, then Jesus just comes and touches you. And touches you. It's gonna happen. He'll be he'll be going around touching people like that. I'm telling you, it's coming. Yeah, do you believe it? Yeah, he will touch you. He will touch you. Amen. Makasunda Baha. Hallelujah. Receive a touch. But you need to seek his face. Don't seek his touch. Seek his face. Seek his face. The touch will come. Because he's there. Because he's there. He's looking at you. The next thing. It will be. It it, it, it will kind of be like a reflex. Do you understand? So the reflex is to touch you. Because he's right there before your face. Amen. I want to see Jesus. Amen. Huh? Don't you want to see him? I want to see my father. Come on. It's, it, how, how strange it is that you have a father you can't see. Huh? Isn't that, isn't that, is that normal? No. You should see your father. Just like you should hear his voice. Hearing the voice of God is not a gift. It's your right. Seeing your father is not a gift. It's a right. You should see him. 
We're going to seek Him. Amen. We're going to seek Him. Oh, pastor, how do I do that? Very simple. Start worshiping Him. Yeah. On your own. Don't worship Him in public. You seek Him in private. Amen. Don't seek Him more in public. Amen. Seek Him more in private. Amen. Are you getting me? Amen. Yeah. Seek Him. Seek Him all the time. Spend time worshiping Him. Put off the TV. And seek God. Put off the radio and seek God. When He comes, the radio people will be the ones who seek you. Yeah, the TV will seek you when He comes to you. When he comes to you. So imagine, you, you spend time with Jesus. You seek him. You fellowship with him. You have intimacy with him. And then you go to, you go to work. And then cripples are getting up at work. Can you imagine the scene? Huh? Imagine. You're walking and your shadow is healing people. Do you know... EWN will look for you. Yes. SABC will look for you. Yes. You don't need to look for... If you go and look for them now, they will bluff you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand? But you need... There's something you need to carry. There's something you need to manifest. And when you manifest that, people will be looking for how they can invest in you. Hmm? You are looking for investors, looking for investors? Seek his face. Amen. You will become the best place to invest. <laughs> Business people, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Hmm? Doctors, seek his face. Students, seek his face. You are a professional. Seek his face. Amen. Be a professional at his face. Amen. Before him. <laughs> Once you are a professional there, oh my goodness. You can download all kinds of things. Yeah. There's no better accountant than God. Amen. Do you know that? Yeah. No better accountant. There's no better engineer than God. Hmm? Yeah. There's no... Ooh, ooh. Who is able to engineer all of this? He did it. So if you are seeking his face, you can just stumble over something. There will be a landslide victory. A breakthrough for humanity. Right there. Hmm? You're an architect. Do you know what? There is no better architect than him. If you, if you spend time before him and you get into his faith, then he, he, he takes you to heaven one time. Just look at the structures in heaven. Come down and design them. You'll be sought out. Are you getting me? There is no profession you can think about except it's prostitution and arm robbery. And all of that. Those ones are not in heaven. But every other one is there. Is there. And I'm telling you. You can get them all from his face. From his face. Hmm? He's a great physician. So spend time in worship. Worship him. Spend time with him. Just tell him. And to worship him is not about songs. A song is one aspect, but then just pouring your heart to him. Tell him what he means to you. What does he mean to you? Keep telling him. Keep telling him. Okay? Amen. Cultivate that as part of your lifestyle. You do it on a daily basis. Amen. Spend some time. Sometimes just cancel all appointments and say, Lord, just you and I today. Amen. Hmm? I just want to tell you how much I love you. 
I want to please you. Don't focus on your weaknesses. Focus on Him. Okay? Focus on Him. Just focus on Him. And he would, He's going to transform you. And when, as you spend time with Him, he loves, he loves that. He's going to draw you closer and closer and closer. And then you become like Enoch who walked with God. He was not, for God took him. God will take you one day. Zip! Come to my palace. Come and see. Yeah. It's going to happen. I read about a lady that was living like that just before him all the time, all the time. For years, just continuously. And then it got to a point as she was just busy worshipping him in the car. The Lord took her to heaven from the car. Huh? Started taking her around. She met different people. And then after he brought her back again. The next day, he took her again. Brought her back. The next day again. A whole year. Daily. When you seek him. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Hey! We're breaking some religious mindsets here. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. People who are going to be strong in this land. Amen. You are going to embarrass the devil. Amen. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www dot every nation midrand dot org